0: Up, y'all. This is Shaquille Baird, Super Bowl 50 and 55 champ. I want to let y'all know y'all listen to one of the best sports shows out there right now. And thanks for tuning in to the Rough Cut Sports Cast. What's up, everybody? Welcome in to another edition of the Rough Cut Sports Cast. I am your host, the one and only Vinny Milani, joined as always by your boy, and most importantly, my boy. A.J. Johnson. I changed it up. I changed it up because you, sir, are (laughs) like, you're quickly climbing up the ranks of my best friend.
1: (laughs) Can you you
0: explain to me when
1: I dropped the ranks? Like, I mean, I thought I was in a pretty solid position
0: you're like okay so you're like you're like the you're like the BCS era rankings like the, my my friendship I, level is like the BCS rankings it's like number one is number one and it's great but like number two could also be number one but they haven't played in the finals yet so it doesn't really like they don't know yet so like Aaron's number one he's like Alabama you're okay. like Clemson you're like Clemson at number two you know where
1: like, I'm alright I don't need that <laughs> I'm good. I mean I I mean <laughs> either way either way hey, <laughs> hey yo
0: yo let's be transparent here you want to be transparent here with the fans
1: I mean do we ever not pull the curtain back
0: let's pull that curtain back and let everyone to know tonight's show will only be a 30 minute show we apo- we apologize for it but I mean, do we, we have you? a we have a a meeting uh, a company meeting that has basically decided our fate and we've missed it a lot. We've missed all the other company meetings and we have to, we have to basically enter the meeting and basically uh, present ourselves and say, yo, we're the best here and y'all better recognize. So 30 minutes today, but this 30 minutes is going to be so hot and heavy. You did not see a tease at the beginning. You did not see a fast five. You didn't see anything like that because we are getting right down to business. We're talking hockey. We're talking a little bit of basketball. That's where we're starting off with NBA finals game Four, the Milwaukee Bucks took care of business last night. It was a nail biter till the end, man. And, and yeah. honestly, at the end there, there was some questionable calls and non calls that had a lot of people talking <laughs> had a lot
1: of questions either. That was a foul.
0: <laughs> it was. It was. But that's obvious. What's not obvious, and what I want to hear your thoughts on, is this Giannis block that happened last night. Ooh, yeah, and I when I too. saw it, and we talked about this, and I, 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 I may be jumping the gun here because I did it when the Nets and KD had his incredible game. I was like, "Yo, when the Nets win the finals, we're gonna come back to KD tearing it up. Okay. If the Bucks win the finals." We're going to be coming back to this Giannis block. Is that true or not true? Take it away, AJ.
1: No, that's not true. Uh, It was a great moment. It was a fantastic moment. But, I mean, as far as that's going to be the difference in the series no. there's three more games. That was a great play and a great high leverage moment. Uh, Definitely changed the course of the game. I mean, this is a tied opportunity right here. Such a fantastic block. You tie the game up right here and the way it was trending, this would have been enough to get the Phoenix Suns back into that game all the way through. We might've even had an overtime game on this, but this was impressive. I actually want you to run it back because look at what this takes to get it done. This Giannis Antetokounmpo is one of like two people that can make this. Normally, If you are Giannis, you are not turning your body the opposite direction to come back and make that – you're sliding that right foot back and hoping that you've got enough spring on two legs to jump up and get that block. Giannis follows – Two injured legs. One injured leg. Yeah, right? (laughs) Giannis follows Devin Booker the entire way until he sees him flip the ball up and he's not going for a shot. He's seen the trailer. He was on it, and he knows how this goes down. He turns his entire body around which allows him to get that spring off his one leg and make a fantastic, incredible play. Everyone's talking about it on on, uh, social media. LeBron's block was more necessary. It was a game seven. Had to be done. I would not say that block is more impressive than Giannis's block. We saw Giannis do this block two games ago in Phoenix, or LeBron's block two games ago in Phoenix. So it was a fantastic play and uh, a defensive anchor in a two-time defensive player of the year. So... He, he, fantastic play. Fantastic play. uh, This is me asking as more of trying to learn the
0: game of basketball. When you're playing defense on someone, you're watching the body, correct? It's kind of like, like in hockey, you're watching the player, you're watching his shoulders, you're watching what he's doing. It seemed to me, and I'm going to run it back again, because this is what we do. It seems to me, Giannis is focused on the ball the entire play. He is focused on like, as soon as I'm going to stop it here watch where Giannis is looking. It's almost like he's looking at the ball and he follows the ball get past and follows it all the way through the air into DeAndre's hands and is, is ready for the block. From here, it's like he never takes his eye off the ball, almost like a goalie never taking his eye off the puck or a baseball player or a wide receiver never taking their eye off the ball. It just seems like that's what happened there, obviously, in as a defenseman in, in any sport, Like, like football, even football, for instance, you're watching the body, not the ball. But really, it looked to me like he was locked in, dialed in on where the ball was going that entire time.
1: In this situation, uh, this play has ran a lot. You see it, you know, this is, this is the bread and butter of the Atlanta Hawks. Trey Young to John Collins, Trey Young to Clint Capella. Chris Paul made a living doing that exact same thing in Los Angeles with the Clippers and Lob City in 2013 to 2017. Uh, You've watched him do it with DeAndre Ayton over and over and over again. So when that screen comes like that and the aggressiveness of uh, Devin Booker to push the action, it's making the defender choose. In most cases, that's a dunk. Even Giannis went to the press conference and said, I thought I was getting dunked on. There is Giannis who can make this play, and in my opinion, one other person, and that's Anthony Davis of the Los Angeles Lakers, who can make that play like that. So he watched the ball knowing that if he's either going to have to go up for a layup or there's a trailer, he was going to do his best to play defense on it either way.
0: And and to me, that's a man hungry. That's a yeah. man hungry for a dub and wanting to do whatever it takes. I'm going to jump to the comments here and bring up a certain person first before I do what I, the comment that I really want to bring up. Shout out everyone here. Shout out Kyle from here in Puckberg tuning in. Maybe we'll see you at that belly up meeting that we have to attend. Yeah. But <laughs> shout out Beth. We appreciate you tuning in as well, Bailey. You are the last person that I'm going to be bringing up because it is your comment that I want to bring up. It's about Chris Middleton. I've been getting a lot from him, getting a lot of flack because we still didn't we didn't put him in the superstar category. I still don't want to put him in the superstar category, but we have to talk about Chris Middleton stepping up because I think it was after Game One we were talking about how the Bucks supporting cast did not support Giannis that well. Yeah. And now Chris Middleton's putting up forty points. I mean, we have there was no mention of Drew Holiday at all. Really, last night it was all. Uh, I feel like it was all Middleton, and it was all Giannis. So, tell me about Chris Middleton
1: and what he meant to the Bucks last night for their win. You know the funny part about it, Chris Middleton dropping forty. Great game. We've seen him have big games in this moment, just like we looked at Game Five. I think it was last series. He put up thirty-eight. Uh, he's put up thirty-two. He's put up thirty-four he's he's capable we've talked about this right however last night was still about Giannis. chris middleton doesn't get that 40 if Giannis doesn't have the game he had
0: whoa whoa whoa
1: whoa Where, wait it was about robin instead of batman again what are you talking about yeah, wait a second yeah, what I'm, yeah, I'm so confused. definitely definitely because you look at this this is amazing actually i i i love the narrative that i'm about to put out um you think about Giannis going to the press conference in game three and they're like, hey, you just had back-to-back 40-point games. Michael Jordan did it four times in a row. He's like, I'm not Jordan. I'm, you know, I don't know about putting up yeah. 40 points, blah, 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 even though we know he's capable. Last night, he didn't look to do that. He looked to get everybody involved as well as doing what he does best, and that's playing a complete game. Last night, Giannis had 26 points, 14 rebounds, three steals, two blocks, and the big number is eight assists. He was getting everybody else involved. You got Middleton. Middleton got to 40 points. He was giving Pat Connaughton hitting shots. He was giving Drew Holiday chances. And this is so important because if you get these guys hot now, you are hoping that a night like that can carry over to Phoenix.
0: It's funny you say that because the other day, I remember it. I think it was after game one when the heat was on the Bucks because they lost in game one to, to CP3. And they were talking about how, like, the stars of the game in the NBA – they not only are, are good or are great, but they also make everyone else around them great. And they were talking about on the radio how Giannis doesn't make everyone else around him great. That's he so proved different. it last night that he he. It's a different style of play, and that's why I yeah. never really brought it up on the show. But now I feel like that that can be put to rest because Giannis is making everyone else yeah. look good. I mean, Middleton Middleton dominated. You talk about the eight assists. I want to go over to the Sun side though, as we wrap up the NBA Finals talk want to go over to the Suns uh, side last night, yesterday's show, which you can still check out Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and uh, on all podcasting platforms. Last night, we were talking about how the Suns needed to build that wall in the paint and stop them from scoring last night. Didn't seem like they did that. Is that still a problem? Did they do it better last night? What's going on with the Suns and how do they
1: bounce back moving forward? So it kind of hurt that, that Chris Paul even made that statement because Budenhoser and the Bucks came out with a game plan that didn't even account for the wall. The wall, even if they had a wall built, they would be abandoning it by the end of the first quarter because Giannis was doing everything else. He was doing so he he was getting people going early, you know, and then focused on himself. Um, so the wall, I, I, the wall is not the answer. The wall is a is something you should throw out there in the game to stop Giannis here and there. It shouldn't be this is our defensive set because you'll break that down in a heartbeat. Last night was more about trying to trying to get – honestly, last night was m- much more about the mistakes the Suns made. If you recall last night, I said I wasn't worried about the Suns because they just needed to keep doing what they were doing. Make no mistake about it. The Suns gave one up last night. They should have had this. My, to me, the two turning points was the no call on Devin Booker and that block yep. uh, from Giannis Antetokounmpo. Because listen to these ridiculous numbers. You don't even have to know basketball to understand what I'm about to say. The Suns, uh, I'm sorry, the Bucks had 17 offensive rebounds. That's 17 second chances. That is a possibility of 34 extra points if it's two, all the way to 51 extra points if they're all threes. Ooh, look at this map. The, the Suns had 17 turnovers. That's 17 giveaways. 17 extra chances for the Bucks to score again. However, what was the score of this game? Uh, 109 to 103. They lost by six points. And that's on a night where only one superstar showed up for the Phoenix Suns. Chris Paul had a horrible game 10 points, five, or uh, I'm sorry, seven assists and five turnovers. I don't see Chris Paul going back to Phoenix in a game five and doing that. Every single person has to show up. You you can't have just one, you you have to have at least three. DeAndre Ayton didn't score after the first quarter. You know, Chris Paul was having a bad game. Devin Booker dropped 42. You have to have those guys all together for the rest of the series. And the last thing I'll say, and we can move on, uh, you you know, we talk about what happened in game one and two. We talk about what they can do in game three and game four on both sides. Now, I don't care. None of that matters. There's no excuses. There's nothing of what happened. If if you're off that night, guess what? You're not allowed to be off anymore. You are three games away, and on either side, two games away from winning an NBA finals, from winning an NBA championship. You got to dig deep. There can be no more excuses. There can be no more I had an off night. You have to find it on either side. Are you side. worried?
0: Are you no. worried?
1: No. Okay. And, uh, you know, as you heard me yesterday and Aaron called me out a little bit, I I, I started thinking about the Suns and six. And, you know, okay. I should have did that from the get-go. Like, you yeah. know how much better the team has to be? I mean, look at – we go over to your side of hockey. Look at the Tampa Bay Lightning against the Montreal Canadiens. No one gave the Canadiens a chance. And it's still in yeah. five games you know and it was kind it was slightly disrespectful to think the suns were that much better than the milwaukee bucks so six games i'm not worried i still think the suns have this whether it's in six or seven
0: suns and four suns and four (laughs) suns and four but uh i want to i want to throw this out here i love this comment This is one of my favorites comments because you know aaron driving but he wants to tell you guys have a great show Thanks. I'll do Appreciate it for you. him. Have Appreciate a great show. There it this is. is. What a guy. What a guy. Uh, okay, yikes. let's move on here. Let's start. Let's do our. Let's pay some bills here real quick, and let's get into the real main well. event. So AJ, you tell heard. them where they can follow us at.
1: Well, you know, you can head over to Twitter. We get down over there, Rough Cut underscore Sports on Facebook at Rough Cut Sports on Instagram at the Rough Cut and then everybody, if you're on and Facebook, then? what you're doing, head on over to YouTube at Rough Cut Go ahead and hit that like. Hit that share. Hit that subscribe. That's the important one. You got to hit that subscribe and tell your friends. Tell your mama. Tell your daddy, your sister, your cousin, your brother, your uncle, your auntie. Tell everybody. Everybody.
0: And one more time for the people in the back. Everybody. They heard it. They heard it. Boom, yeah, boom, boom. Yeah, and yeah. we are brought to you by the Belly Up Sports Network, yeah. proud network of the Rough Cut Sportscast. I mean, we make that network special. And also here in Puckburg makes that network special. Go check out all the great shows like Kyle's show here in Puckburg on the Belly Up Sports Network on all podcasting platforms. Special shout out to Yeti. Get your Yeti merch now. I mean, we got we still got our cups here rocking. Boom, 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 boom. All boom. day link is on our facebook page get your yeti merch and of course support the show in its this is the number one way to support the show is by follow like doing what aj said just follow the show leave those reviews subscribe boom sons and eight i like it i like i like the confidence (laughs) sons in eight. math checks out aj let's get into the main event This summer, enjoy a Plymouth Gin and Tonic. Just add tonic, ice and a slice of orange for the perfect cocktail every time. Plymouth Gin is distilled using a blend of seven hand-selected botanicals, including juniper berry, coriander seed and citrus peel. Since 1793, Plymouth Gin has been making gin in England's oldest working gin distillery, using copper pot stills, always staying true to Plymouth's original recipe. This is what makes Plymouth Gin sought after across the world.
1: This is the main event
0: of the evening. It's time! And this main event is brought to you by Made by Milani. Get your shirts right now. Oh, my God. What is happening in Uh the world of sports? Uh Uh-oh. Okay. Holy shit. Okay, two trades just broke live on the air. The Cubs in the baseball world, which you can check out uh, on Diamond Talk, 8:30 8:30 p.m. live eastern facebook youtube and twitter the cubs trade jock peterson to the braves for a minor leaguer jock peterson i thought jock peterson played for the dodgers still to be completely honest <laughs> but the bigger trade is in the hockey world which we're going to get into right now The New Jersey Devils have acquired Ryan Graves, who I thought was one of their better defensemen for the Colorado Avalanche. They acquired him from Colorado in exchange for Mikhail Maltsev and their second round pick. So not much given up for Ryan Graves, who and and this is perfect because tonight's episode main event is going to be about the expansion draft. And let me break this down for you, AJ, because you looked a little confused, as I would be, if I didn't already know what I know about the NHL and the expansion draft. So Ryan Graves was, is good. I like Ryan Graves a lot. He used to be, he used to be in the Rangers system and the Rangers gave up on him too soon. So the Colorado avalanche had to do this move. The reason they had to do this move is because of the Seattle Kraken. Ryan Graves was the expected defenseman that would have been unprotected in the expansion draft. That is next Wednesday. And The Seattle Kraken have kind of made it a point around the NHL circles, around GMs, that they're not doing what Vegas did in the expansion draft. They're not taking just any type of trade so that they can protect the players that they want. So basically, I'll break this down in simpler terms here for everybody because hockey is a very difficult thing and it's difficult sometimes. The way the NHL expansion draft works is you have a certain amount of players to protect, a certain amount of goalies to protect, and you can only do it in a certain way. Here it is, a little bit of expansion rules. So what, what the Colorado Avalanche had to do is they're going to end up exposing Ryan Graves and not wanting to let him go for free. What Colorado could have done was offer a trade to Seattle to be able to protect Ryan Graves and for them to basically not take who they want them to take. Does that make sense? Did I explain that right? I'm terrible at explaining things.
1: I mean, your words came out.
0: (laughs) So, okay. So to go even to let me, let me break this down. So like you're trying to protect Ryan Graves, but you can't because your numbers don't work out. So what you do for Seattle, you say, Hey, Seattle we will give you two first round picks and a certain player for you to be able to take so-and-so instead of Ryan Graves. So, basically, you sweeten the pot to give
1: Seattle so you, that you're reason. You're basically not telling Seattle who they're taking and their expenses. Yeah,
0: have. you're forcing Seattle to take who you want them to take because you want to protect them. So, you sprinkle in first-round draft picks. And Seattle's playing hardball. Yeah, Seattle is smart. saying that they do not want to do that route. They don't want to go that route where we're going to let you off the hook, basically. Yeah. So, oh, what okay. Colorado has done in this move is they got the best possible – trade offer they could have for a player that they did not want to leave unprotected. They they were like, okay, Seattle's gonna take him anyways for free. Let's get something for him. It sucks for Colorado because they that's a good player that you're lot, losing.
1: Yeah. And what about that's a the good guy player that, that you're losing.
0: Uh, he let me go back in Mikhail Zy Maltsev is is not that special. He's younger, he has potential but he, I, I'm not. I'm not. I can't say enough about him. I don't know enough about him to be able to kind of dive that much into it. But he's not. He hasn't developed yet, from what I have seen so far. That uh, he plays in the, obviously the Metropolitan. So I did see a lot of him when they were playing the Rangers. Right. Uh, but this is the way the expansion draft works. There's a lot of like deals on the side and and weird things that that Vegas did to make them better and to be able to benefit them. But again, Seattle's not playing that game. There's a player that I wanted to bring up, Mark Giordano from the Calgary Flames. So the way this draft works, again, I'll pull up the graphic. The way this draft works for Seattle's case for drafting himself for themselves, they have to select 14 forwards, nine defensemen, and three goaltenders. Vegas is excused from this because they are... Uh, Recently, their, their recent expansion team, and there's some financial reasons why Vegas is not in this, which I can get into if you want. Makes sense but on the surface. Makes so so the surface. To, 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 to briefly talk about why Vegas isn't in this, Vegas does not get any share of Seattle's expansion fee that they drop. So basically, if you want to join the NHL as an expansion team, you have to pay all 31 other teams to be able to enter the league. Vegas is not included on that list because they're unprotected or they're, they're they're not in this expansion draft. So that's, that's that, but they must select one player, one goalie from each team, one player or one goalie, I should say from each team, 14 forwards, nine defensemen, three goaltenders. Teams have two options for protection. You can either protect seven forwards, three defensemen and one goalie, or eight skaters total and one goalie. So I want to talk about this, and we're gonna kind of—I think we're gonna—gonna cover the expansion draft live on Wednesday next week when it, when it is happening. So I can dive into it a little bit more. But the Calgary Flames are a team I wanted to bring up—one of the few teams I want to bring up before this expansion draft happens. The Calgary Flames are under this side of—they—they—they—it's similar to Colorado, where they're going to leave a very very good defenseman. And in, Colorado, in Calgary's case, it's their captain, Mark Giordano. They're going to leave him. They, they have too many defensive prospects and players that they want to protect. So they're leaving Mark. They're planning on leaving Mark Giordano unprotected, which is not good for Calgary. Older player? Older player, yes. Yeah, that's I why. See, I, was th- say, I feel like I know that name very well. Yeah. So what Calgary is wanting to do is they're trying to protect their younger defensemen, including a guy by the name of Noah Hannafin, who used to play for Carolina. Big trade on that. But they're trying to protect those guys instead of Mark Giordano, but they don't want to lose their captain. So as of right now, there's rumors out there that are saying that Calgary is trying to work out a deal with Seattle. To leave Mark Giordano in Calgary, basically. So it's the, what I was saying earlier about the Ryan yeah. Graves thing. They're, Cal, Calgary is trying to do what Colorado could not do. It's going to be really tough. Seattle's playing hardball. Questions in the front. Yeah. You in the front.
1: Yeah. So basically, though, Seattle is how do, how do they know that Calgary in this case? How do they know that Seattle's coming after Mark Giordano? So it's
0: not the fact that they don't know who they're going to protect and leave unprotected. It's the fact that Seattle as a, a team and as an organization sees the way the Calgary flames roster is constructed and sees who they're likely to protect. And le- like, basically you have to protect, like I said, you have to protect a certain amount of players. The way Calgary's roster is constructed it leaves out Mark Giordano because they have so many young, highly invested in defensemen. So Seattle sees that, recognizes that, and says, okay, either they're going to bite the bullet and leave one of these young stars, p- potential stars unprotected, or they're going to leave Mark Giordano, their captain, unprotected. So Seattle knows what's happening. We've seen it last year, with, or not last year, when Vegas had their expansion draft. We saw a lot of it pan out. So teams are very aware it's, it's a weird situation for teams to be in a weird, very weird situation. Um, But there is another player that I wanted to bring up as we round out this expansion draft talk. Shea Weber. Mm -hmm. There's a big, big story about Shea Weber for next season. According to Yahoo Sports, the 35-year-old Blue Liner has been battling through multiple injuries, including a possible career-ending left ankle injury. So in Montreal's case, that's their captain as well. They're planning on leaving Shea Weber unprotected during the expansion draft because, A, his contract is very high, B, he might not even play next season, and C, they have other players that they want to protect. So it's right. that's It's crazy. a very, very tricky yeah. Weber's
1: a big piece. I mean, unless he can't ever play again, of course. But so ooh.
0: let me hear from you. I feel like I've been just it's cool uh, no, Whenever because, I get well, in these rants, I'm like, I don't know what I'm talking about. Like, I'm like, did I just know
1: what did you're I just good. say? You're good. Like the way you said <laughs> first and foremost, shout out Kelly. Welcome into the chat. Good evening. But Bailey's good evening. You're explaining it. You're explaining it. And Bailey's like, you, you look like you're frozen, AJ, because I'm sitting here trying to get it all. I'm thinking about the Shea Weber part of it. And because he's a very big piece, he's a very big defensive per, uh, player for him. Yes. But, like, so here's the deal: what happens? Let's say Shea Weber is unprotected. Let's also say that Seattle's like, well, yeah, I understand exactly why they left him unprotected. We don't want that smoke either. Then yep. basically, Montreal just keeps Shea Weber, right? Like, yep. he would just stay on their team from yep. unprotectedness. And yep. then if he doesn't play, he doesn't play. Yep, Ooh. correct. So, so correct. it's a gamble yep. on
0: both sides, it is. It is. Mm. And there's, there's other names out there. So another, and I'll, I'll round out this list of, of players that could be that you could see getting taken in the expansion draft. Former Tampa Bay lightning goaltender, Ben Bishop, uh, rumors are saying that he might be unprotected on the Dallas end. They could be protecting Anton Kudobin instead of Ben Bishop. So that could be an interesting setup. We could see Ben Bishop go to Seattle and have a career resurgence like Mark Andre Fleury did. Um, that's a name. And I want to go over to the Tampa Bay lightning side. They've got a lot of pieces. We talked about this, this roster being shaken up on the lightning side, players like Yanni Gord, Tyler Johnson are, are names that have been floating out there uh, to be unprotected because they have a lot of players to be protected. And uh, it's as cliche as it sounds, it's going to be really interesting to see what these teams do uh, in terms of who they protect and who they let go. I'm nervous because the range has players Gord. that I want them to pr- that, that it's a possibility.
1: If I'm Seattle, I would take Yanni Gord out of there. Of course, I don't know who else they're not protecting, but I'd, I'd take Yanni Gord. Oof. But you know, that's just, that's me appreciating the depth of Tampa Bay and looking at yeah. someone who's lower on the lines that I'm excited about for what they are possibly able to do. So.
0: Yeah. So. As we round out the show with two minutes remaining, I'm gonna go, I wanna go through someone's uh someone from the Seattle Times did a mock draft on how the the 2021 expansion draft could play out. I'm gonna, just gonna pick out names that I I think are are a big deal uh here. One of the names right off the top, Arizona Coyotes unprotecting Phil Kessel as a possibility. That would be very interesting to see because Phil Castle still has some game left in him. And I think he could be a, a very good piece for Seattle. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Mark Giordano's name was thrown out here. Calvin DeHaan from the Chicago Blackhawks and maybe Malcolm Subban. I know Blackhawks fans would be okay with uh, those two here. Uh, <laughs> they mentioned Ryan Graves. They mentioned Ryan Graves is fantastic. I'm very happy that I, I did do that. It's not going to be Anthony Duclair. Oh, if Anthony Duclair gets unprotected from the Florida Panthers, that'd be interesting as well. But AJ, let's end it. Let's end it here. And again, everybody, on Wednesday, I think we're going to book it. Uh, Wednesday, we'll be we will be kind of live covering the NHL expansion draft. So prepare your questions if you have any questions about the expansion draft, what it means, what it does. Load them up and be prepared for that Wednesday show because we'll be diving into that. Uh, let's let's dive into the socials and let's round out and give the
1: people what they want. Thank you guys for rocking to us on the rocking with us on the short show doing that at Twitter at rough cut underscore sports on Facebook at rough cut sports and Instagram at the rough cut sports cast head over to YouTube find us at rough cut sports cast. Uh, hit that like hit that share watch a couple of minutes of a video and then subscribe and after you subscribe hit that bell so you can tell everybody
0: everybody.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah AJ do you have any last words for you round it out buddy we we'll close it out
1: we got a full show for you tomorrow don't worry final cool countdown show. and all we'll be cool. here for you uh, appreciate y'all understanding being cool with us and uh, we love y'all every time every day every week tune in tomorrow